Hi, I'm Danae, and this is Social Distancing. Episode 9. He's pretty tasteful, as far as Sasquatches go. This is my friend, Danae. Danae is one of my dearest friends. Danae and her family have been a big part of my life. Danae's husband, brother, and Danae herself were all three in my wedding party. When I asked her to be a guest on this show, she asked me if I knew her white elephant story. And I most certainly did not. Boy, this story is a treat. So give me some setup on this story. Where, where does the story begin for you? Our family doesn't have like tons of traditions, but we like mischief. And so one of the biggest examples of our family mischief is the white elephant. And it started back, we decided around the year 2000, we're not exactly sure what year this was, but my dad, who works in just like a normal office place, he was participating in a white elephant gift exchange with his coworkers. And there was one girl who was like in her 20s, this was like her first real job. I remember that um, she, her name was Sabrina and her, the thing we remembered about her was that she was a ballerina, which is just for fun. But Sabrina the ballerina did not know what a white elephant gift exchange was. Where was Sabrina from? I don't know. I think she was just, my dad always just said she was young. That's what I remember. I don't know where she was from. She's not like foreign, right? She's not like, she's from America, right? As far as I know, yes. Okay. So she brought a f- probably like foot tall figurine of a white elephant because <laughs> it was a white elephant gift exchange. She thought everyone was bringing white elephants and everyone was getting one and receiving one, right? Apparently, yeah. Yeah, that was the thought. We're all going to get a white elephant. We're all going to give a white elephant, which is lovely. (laughs) And so as the fates would have it, my dad won her white elephant. That was the gift he ended up with, and he brought it home like you do. And my mom immediately thought, this thing is so hideous. It's so ugly. Like, we're not keeping this. But my dad's kind of a pack rat, and he kind of likes junk and so he wanted to keep it and that's kind of like that was how it was introduced and so probably a couple weeks later it wasn't Christmas yet my mom decided that she was gonna give it to my cousin Drew because he loves elephants he's always collected elephants that's was always his theme in his room growing up and stuff so she was gonna give it to my cousin Drew and so she took it to my aunt Kelly's house and my aunt Kelly said no you are not this elephant is hideous. This is not staying in my house. You are not giving Drew this elephant. He doesn't need another elephant, all this stuff. What makes this elephant more or less hideous than an average elephant? I don't think he's that ugly, but he, um, so he's white, he's like shiny, and he has golden tusks. Okay. Is it porcelain? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he's made of. He's probably porcelain, but he's got like, you know, that like white shine, almost like iridescent okay, kind of shine. Yeah. Like he's definitely white, but you can see different colors in it if you look correctly. And I think it's just that my mom and my aunt apparently have similar taste. And so to them, he's ugly. To you, he might just look like an elephant 
figurine. He's bigger than most people expect him to be, apparently. So he's not like a little table. Like he's not like little little. It would look odd on your on your dining room table. Yes. Okay. Yes, it would stand out. So when my aunt Kelly said no, you're not giving Drew this elephant. My mom didn't take no for an answer. <laughs> so she decided she was going to hide it in my aunt Kelly's nativity set. Oh gosh. <laughs> that was like up on a display shelf. And the perfect thing about this was the nativity was all white and it was in that fake snow stuff that you use to decorate at Christmas. So mom was like, this is great. I'm just going to put the elephant up there and she will never, you know, she'll be stuck with him. Well, as good sisters do, when my aunt found it, she decided I am not going to be stuck with this elephant. So she hatched a plan to give the elephant back. This is, you know, maybe another week later. I'm going to give the elephant back, but I'm going to wrap, I'm going to put him in a gift bag, say it's a gift, and then when my mom opens it, my mom's name's Lisa. When Lisa opens it, she'll be surprised to find that the elephant is back in her house. And then my uncle, Dick, he heard about the, Kelly's plan and decided that he wanted to put his loyalty with my mom, Lisa. So he tipped off my mom. The elephant comes to our house. My mom knows that it's in this gift bag. She tells my brother to go upstairs and change out the gift bag, put the elephant in a different gift bag. Oh, God. And then it gets gifted to Kelly that morning. <laughs> and my mom, I asked her about this just the other day, and she still, like, basks in the glory of the look on Kelly's face the first time <laughs> she opened it. Like, oh, I got my sister so good. And that was, like, the first, like, the first Christmas with the white elephant. It contained multiple moves, and I think it was unspoken, but after that, it became a roaming tradition to gift the elephant to each other in sneakier and sneakier ways. My mom is the older sister. Kelly is the younger sister. And then my aunt Jen is actually my great aunt. My mom and Kelly's mom passed away when before I was even born. And so aunt Jen, she's kind of my standing grandma. She's, you know, she's kind of been like mom for them for the last you know, close to 30 years because she was my grandma's sister. Aunt Jen is a little bit older, which makes it even more fun. Uh, <laughs> so that's kind of the order there. What was the normal trajectory? Did it, was it normally done in gifting ways or was it done in like a, I'm going to sneak this into your nativity scene way? Yeah, it was a little bit of a combination. What I love about the story and the tradition of the elephant is that it often moves around holidays or big events, like life events. We weren't able to get every move in order exactly as it went because, you know, it's been 20 years now that we've been passing this elephant around. But a lot of the moves take place around Christmases with occasional mid-year sneak-in like, I'm watering the plants for you while you're on vacation, so I'm going to hide it in your house. There's no, yeah, there's no clear amount of time that the elephant will lay dormant before it is moved. Let's say that your mother, Lisa, has resolved to let it stay at her house for a period of time. Where does it stay when it's in hibernation? It usually stays just sort of tucked away in a closet or in a, you know, back room in order to give off the illusion that you don't have the elephant. 
Oh, okay. So she doesn't want other people to know that she's the one who has it still. That's right. Sometimes it gets announced that you have the elephant, but sometimes it doesn't get announced that you have the elephant so that your next move can be more of a surprise to whoever you're going to give it to. For example, right now, we think that my Aunt Kelly has the elephant and has had the elephant for at least a year, but she will not admit to having the elephant in her possession. Oh, interesting. Are there any sort of alliances still? I mean, you talked about how like uh, your Uncle Dick and Lisa have an alliance. Have there been changes in alliances? Have there been any sort of, um, it's a free-for-all kind of move at any point in time? There's started with three units of passing the elephant. So my parents, Ron and Lisa, my Aunt Kelly and her husband, Russ, and then my Aunt Jen and her husband, Uncle Dick. Since then, my brother and I have become adults, and so we've gotten added to that rotation. But the first year, the whole reason that my Uncle Dick tipped off my mom to that first move was because she won his loyalty by gifting him one of those little toy moose that like poop brown jelly beans. (laughs) That's all it took? That's all it took. And he was so (laughs) amused by that gift that he decided (laughs) that he was going to help my mom out in this situation. (laughs) This is like the strangest episode of Survivor I've ever I've ever been a part of. <laughs> yeah. It's it's weird. So that's kind of how that happened. So the alliances shift, but no no one is safe from surprise elephant appearances. Where do the alliances live currently? Currently, as I said, my brother and I have gone from children in this scenario to adults with homes and spouses. And so now we've been brought into the game a little bit more. And so I have not surprised my brother or my mom with the elephant. I've only passed it to my aunts so far, but I have not had that many opportunities yet. My mom, she doesn't really care who she gives it to. She just likes to do it. But my Aunt Kelly is by far the most devious of all of us. Give me a little bit of a profile of Kelly. So, yeah, my Aunt Kelly has always been mischievous, which is a great character to have in an aunt or an uncle. But I think something that really uh, shows Kelly's personality quirks is that last year for her birthday, uh, her husband got her a Sasquatch statue. It is an eight-foot-tall Sasquatch that was like carved from a big log with chainsaws if you've ever seen that like chainsaw carving technique of course i have yeah (laughs) so yeah we're not sure why she's gotten so into sasquatch but she loves sasquatch now and so he's proudly displayed in their yard out front and it sounds like really really tacky he's he's pretty tasteful as far as sasquatches go He's pretty tasteful as Sasquatches go. (laughs) And, you know, they live in the country, so, like, they have a big yard. So there's room for him. He looks like he's coming out of the woods, which is kind of strategic on their part. So she's she's not only devious, she's, like, strategically devious. Yeah, she likes pranks. She likes jokes and ribbon on people and uh, all that kind of stuff. What are some ways that she has participated in White Elephant. Yeah, so some of her greatest hits, she one time tried to send, like mail the White Elephant to New York, 
where my Aunt Jen was visiting her son. So she mailed it to the son's house, but with Aunt Jen's name and everything on it. Unfortunately, it arrived after my Aunt Jen had already come back. So it was a really strong effort, but it didn't quite get there. Later, when I was in high school, I was hosting a, like a trivia night with my National Honor Society as like a fundraiser. So my family had a table and uh, Kelly had brought the white elephant and she found my best friend in high school, Paige, and she gave it to Paige and convinced Paige to announce it as a like a special door prize <laughs> for Lisa Mangini. <laughs> My mom. <laughs> and I think she gave Paige like 10 bucks or something for the effort, like as a donation. So yeah. in the middle of the trivia game, you know, in between rounds, the an MC is like, we're very excited to give away this really awesome door prize. We just drew the winner. It's Lisa McGinney. And my mom just walks up to the front, just so excited to see what she's won. Oh, she didn't know what it was. No, it was like in a, you know, in a gift bag or whatever. And she opened. <laughs> It in front of, I don't know, probably 50 people or more at this trivia night and just just turns beet red, cannot believe <laughs> that it's the white elephant at the trivia night. So that was a good one. And then the most recent of Kelly's greatest hits involves my brother's wedding, which was just a few years ago. You know, my mom, my aunts, we all love to tell the story. So we love to tell people about the white elephant. So especially in my hometown, there's a fair amount of people who know about the elephant. And so Kelly used that to her advantage. And when my brother got married, she wrapped up the elephant. And I guess she took it to my brother's wedding and put it with all the other gifts, but labeled it as being from a family friend, Carol. She just, you know, this is a gift from Carol. Because she knew that Carol had heard the story of the white elephant before. So my brother opens the gift with his new wife and he starts cracking up and thinks it's hilarious. He hadn't seen the elephant in, gosh, at least a year or more. So like it hadn't moved in a long time. And he really thinks that Carol gave him the elephant. <laughs> like he thinks Carol thought the story was so funny that she found, went out and bought an elephant, wrapped it up to give to him because she just thought it was so funny. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and literally months later, my parents go to visit my brother and his wife and my mom sees it in his apartment. And she says, well, what is that doing there? How did you get that elephant? And he says, oh, Carol Naylor gave it to us, you know. And she says, how did Carol get it? Oh, I don't know. I think she just bought one that looked like ours. And my mom says, no, that looks exactly like ours. And she, we never showed her a picture. How would she know? So they call Carol. Carol doesn't know what they're talking about. And all along... My Aunt Kelly has pulled off probably her greatest hit with at least six <laughs> months of no one knowing that she's the one who gifted the elephant to my brother for his wedding. That's the long game. Yeah. That's fantastic. She doesn't mess around. She plays the long game for sure. <laughs> Which is why we all get a little nervous with the fact that she's had it for at least a year now. Mm, or has she? We're fairly confident she has it. <laughs> because she's like the only one who will, she waits longer than anyone to play. And she is the best at denial. You could tell if the rest of us were lying about having it in our possession. She's the best at saying that she doesn't have it. 
I said, you know, it moves around holidays and life events, and I'm about to have my first baby coming up in August, and I'm I'm not sure how, but I just feel like she's going to find a way yes. to do something <laughs> with the elephant around the birth of this child. The, the first thing that popped in my head, and I hope I'm giving Kelly ideas, yes. is that, that you have the child, and they take the child away to go and do the things they do with children, and when it returns, it's all wrapped up, and you go to unwrap it, and it's the elephant uh, instead of the baby. <laughs> I would die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a good thing I'd be in the hospital because I would die right there on the spot. <laughs> Which is, that is sort of in the vein of a, there was a past move where my aunt Jen and, and Uncle Dick, they put the elephant in a gift bag and they took it to the local Ford dealership where Kelly had just bought a new vehicle and they put it in the new truck as like, even with a card that said, like, to our valued Ford customer. <laughs> and she thought it was some sort of customer appreciation gift. And when she opened it, of course, it was the white elephant. So there's, there's <laughs> the escalation involves bringing more people into it, which is quite fun. Like, can you convince the car salesman to let you put this weird elephant in somebody else's car is part of the fun of it. <laughs> Do you have any sort of connection to Sabrina at all? No, we have. Does she does she have any idea about any of this? She has no idea. She only worked with my dad for probably like f- less than five years, and I believe the elephant was closer to the end of her tenure at that office place, and so she has no idea what she started. If you could have any opportunity to pull off the greatest achievement with this white elephant, what would it be? I think my hope is that one day I'll have a scheme good enough to give the white elephant without me giving the white elephant, if that makes any sense. So I would love to come up with something where I was smart enough to have, for example, you be the vehicle for giving the elephant to my brother because you're friends. That would feel like a real big victory for me. I'm not as inclined to the trickery, so it takes a lot more thought for me to come up with something like that. What was born out of like... A real distaste for this elephant has developed into just like such a game that like brought us together. It started when we all lived in a small town together. Now I live an hour uh, hour away. My brother lives in a whole different state. And the fact that the elephant could still turn up at his house in another state is really fun. When we're thinking about our current situation and and there's lots of people who are stuck at home who are feeling anxious or feeling isolated what advice do you have for people who are currently participating in social distancing right now i'll say two things and you can take them or leave them the first is very much related to the story of the white elephant is we're connecting with our friends and our family in ways that we probably didn't do a lot before. And so like, make it a game, make it fun. And maybe you can start something in this season with your friends or family that continues on long afterwards as a way of keeping those connections strong because it's nothing but dumb fun to pass this elephant around, but it is a lot of fun. And so if you can do something like that, be creative, like, do it. The second thing I'll say is really what I've been paying attention to, like personally for me, when we first started hearing that we were going to have to work from home and shelter in place, I uh, did something that 
I will admit now, I went to the grocery store and I didn't hoard, but I bought all the supplies I thought I needed. And I put a big cardboard box in my kitchen and I started calling it Pantry 2. <laughs> because I really wanted to make sure I had enough food supplies around me because that's how I decided to cope with this unknown. And so I think I've realized that the ways that I've been behaving and the things I've been feeling in this season are heightened versions of myself. And so paying attention to what those heightened versions of myself does probably is going to help me grow a lot. I may not have noticed very quickly that my way of coping with uncertainty is to buy things and surround myself with material comfort. But this crisis has shown me that that's something that I want to do. And so I can really grow in that area, being aware of the fact that that's what I do, being aware of the fact that when I feel this way, I probably feel this way a lot in my life, but it's not as heightened as it is right now. Yeah, it's not to that scale. Yeah. And so if you can like take the time to step back and say, oh, I guess I didn't realize that I was a really anxious person, or I guess I didn't realize that this thing really triggers me, or I guess I didn't realize that when I want to feel safe, I do this. Then you can turn that into an opportunity to grow and not just uh, fall into the same patterns that may or may not be serving you well right now. That's what I'm trying to do. How have you seen growth through that for yourself? Um, for our shelter in place, safer at home time, we have really cut back on spending in a significant way. And so when I used to, you know, maybe have bad feelings and go buy clothes or something like that, I just haven't been able to do that. And it's been a challenge to say, if I'm feeling uncertain or anxious, like, what should I do differently? Another example I found out recently, this is something I heard at church. We were talking about just prayer and just praying to God when we feel nervous and anxious. And I realized that I pray to Google a lot more than I pray to God. What I mean by that is when something really difficult or something that I can't handle on my own comes to me, my instinct is to Google it and to read a bunch of articles to try to figure out like how I can handle it. And that's like me praying to Google instead of turning to God and saying, I can't handle this. I don't know what to do. Will you help me? Thanks so much, Danae. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. If you have an extra minute, it would really mean a lot to me if you shared this podcast with your friends on social media. My hope with this show is that I can bring just a little bit of joy and inspiration to the world. And if you've experienced that yourself, I hope you'll let people know. I would also love it if you would rate and review the show on Apple Podcast. Those sorts of things help others see the show in the app. Thanks for listening. We'll have a new episode up on Wednesday. 